0: Everyone loves a wedding, right? Well, Beautiful Day by Ellen Hildebrand follows the wedding of Stuart and Jenna and their family's troubles. Um, It's the perfect, like, feel-good wedding rom-com kind of book, you know? It's complete with a notebook of instructions from a dead mother to follow in planning the wedding, and hookups between the bridal party and the groomsmen and all that, and it just... It's feel-good, and happy, and cute, and cheesy, and exactly what I needed during quarantine. Books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen. So I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is My Take. So as always with a book, we're going to start by talking about the writing. Now the writing in this book was nothing spectacular, it was pretty traditional like what you think book writing will be, like it's not it's not bad, but it's not over the top, deep, you know, beloved kind of Toni Morrison, Grapes of Wrath, John Steinbeck, like it's not that level, but it's not bad either, you know, like it's fine pretty traditional book writing um it was super easy to follow which is as I've said like when books are super easy to follow it kind of allows for like really strong character emotional investment um so that was something that was nice and that kind of very fit very well with the theme of it being a wedding and stuff and it's a very heightened emotional time so it was kind of nice that we were just allowed to invest in the emotions of the characters um I did appreciate that The notebook, although the notebook was, like, written into the story, it was also, like, there were chapters from the notebook and it wasn't just something that they constantly mentioned in the characters' lives. It it was something we got excerpts from and that was really nice to get to see, like, the notebook and its physical presence and, like, not just get it, like, hearsay version from all of the characters, which was kind of nice. Also, the outtakes of the notebook were hilarious and i love them and it was like the best common relief in the book was those little outtakes were so funny um the book does follow three different point of views none of which are jenna who's the bride so it was a little confusing at first because it's like oh it's a wedding we're gonna get to follow the bride and her story and all that stuff but it doesn't it follows Margot, who's the sister of the bride doug who's the father of the bride and Anne, who's the mother of the groom so all like big players in a wedding but it was a little confusing at first that I didn't follow just Jenna, but in the end it ended up being okay and it was kind of nice that we got three different narrator's perspectives. It gave it a fresh take of kind of a wedding story to see a wedding from not the people who's getting married. Like Jenna and Stewart's wedding was the most important thing that was going on, but Jenna and Stewart's love was not the main center focus of this book, which was actually really interesting now that I'm thinking about it, to read a wedding book, but not be talking about a love story, per se. I don't know. Read the book. You'll know what I mean. Um, So I'm going to kind of walk through stuff character-wise. In my notes, it says that I'm going to take it from the three different narr- narrator's point of views, but then I scrolled through the rest of my notes, and I realized I talked about Jenna and Stuart and all of the different characters, so we're really just breaking this down by character out here. So yeah. Um, starting with Margot, obviously Margot is kind of the central character in the book because although it does follow Doug and Anne's point of views, it really is mostly Margot's story and she kind of is central to everything. So I need to start off and just get this out of the way that her dating, sleeping with, doing whatever she's doing with Edge is like a big fucking oof because he's gross. He's way too old for her he just uses her half the time also it's a little strange that somebody who's like 19 years older than you has a daughter the same age as you and like that's how they met like that Ugh. i just i hated their relationship because he was so obviously just using her and like gross and old and like you know and like i hated her fascination with him so i was very happy that edge showed up to the wedding with a date as soon as she saw that i was like yes like this is the one thing edge has done right because she's gonna like freak out and it's gonna be a whole thing and it's the end of their relationship like i was so proud of him for doing that even though i hated him the entire time like the fact that he showed up to the wedding with a date was just beautiful and i was very thankful um and i was very very happy that doug threw him out of the wedding because a, that was just a great father moment for Doug, and B, like, that's what Edge fucking deserves, because Edge is a fucking asshole. Anyways, moving on. We're not talking about Edge anymore, I promise, I swear. It just, <sighs> um, her and Griff, though, we will talk about, because as soon as we met Griff on the boat, I was like, okay, this is her end game, like, this is what's gonna happen, she's gonna end up with him, they're gonna be together, they're gonna fall in love, like, it was great it was beautiful and Griff is just like so good he's so kind and he's so sweet and he's so like willing to work on a relationship with her that I loved him I mean her and Griff when they meet in the bar and the fact that Griff offers to be her wedding date like that's so nice I mean he recognizes that this might be hard for her showing up without a date and he's like you know I'll be there if you want me to be there like I'll do it for you I'll be good like what kind of he's just he's so good I love him I love him um and the fact that he walks her home at that one point and then as he's like walking her home and they meet up they kiss and I was so happy when they kissed I was it was it was a beautiful moment. We love them. We love them together. Um, also, side note, Edge. I know I said I wouldn't talk about Edge anymore, but Edge would never walk Margo home. He's not that kind of guy. He's, like, no. We don't, no. Okay, I'm done talking about Edge, but yeah. Um, Griff is great for walking home and for kissing, and, like, uh, it's just I love them together, which made me so mad when Griff, like, walked away when she told him everything that she'd done in terms of like a job and not getting him the job and stuff because you've kind of moved on and stuff like okay I get it you know that's a big shocking thing and he really liked her so I think I would probably do the same um but like I just was really sad because I really didn't think there would be like a resolution from that with everything else that was happening so I did love when he showed back up on the boat and just the way their story like tied together in the end was so beautiful and I loved it and I love that like like it didn't leave me feeling like I needed more I mean obviously I need more I would read books that are just like fluff daily activities of characters living out their lives right like that's what I want from everything but I didn't feel like there was something missing from Griff and Margot's story in the way it ended I thought that Even though it was a little unsatisfying in the way that we never really got their, like, fluff happiness, it was was nice. Like, it wrapped up together nicely. I liked it. It I appreciated it. Um, Also, okay, side note, I thought that when Scott walked into brunch, I thought it was going to be Griff walking into brunch to apologize for Margo for freaking out. Um, So I was really disappointed when Scott initially walked into lunch. But then as it played out, Scott walking to lunch was just as good and I love Jenna for calling Scott, but we'll talk about Jenna later. Um also the other thing that was a huge Margo moment was Alfie's branch and I just need to say thank God for fucking Kevin because if that branch came down, I don't think I would have forgiven Margo. Like that swing was such an integral part and like I don't understand why she would ever consider Moving the branch down because, like, I would hedge my bets that it wouldn't rain and stuff, you know. I that sh- swing was more important, so thank God for Kevin for figuring out a way to raise the branch. Um, and Margo, as a mom, like, you see that she's struggling as a mom, and I hate that I think it's Kevin, Kevin or Nick, like, makes fun of her and is like, Oh, we can order sandwiches, and she takes it to heart as like a fact that she's not a good mom because she can't make sandwiches. Like, I hate that she deals with those insecurities but you can see that she's trying and you can see that it's hard for her to be a single mom and stuff and I'm very happy that like at the end of the book she gets the hat that they were supposed to give Jenna for her bachelorette party and she has Ellie wear it I think that just kind of shows that as much as she struggles for being a mom like she really does care about her kids and she really does make an effort and she really is invested in their lives and so I just I thought I had to throw that in there. But that is all I have to say on Margot. Now moving on to Doug. Um, I liked that he was, like, a major player in the book because being the father of the bride is a really important role in a wedding. So I appreciated that we got chapters from his point of view and we got to see his feelings and his thoughts on everything. So that was really nice. Um, I didn't appreciate his marriage. First of all, you're married to a former client, which is just, like, really bad practice as a lawyer, um... And their origin story is so weird and the way she like pursued him and Pauline's just super annoying and the way that she's constantly like trying to be healthy and weighing herself and self-deprecating like, girl, you're in your 50s or 60s. Aren't you supposed to grow out of that shit after you're like 20s? Like, come on. No, ugh, I don't like her. Um, And I get that, you know, Doug wasn't completely over Beth, so it wasn't totally fair on Pauline for him to have married again. But also, like, you just need to realize that he wasn't over her and realize that you don't want to be married to somebody who's not over their, you know, late wife. Like, can't you tell that he's still in love with her? And either you need to accept it and learn to live with the fact that I will never be what she was for him, or you need to not pursue him and not get involved with him because... I'm pretty sure it was very clear to her that Doug was not over Beth. But, you know, that's her fault. Um, Pauline also needed to, like, back off the wedding things. Like, okay, I understand that you want to be involved and stuff, but you, it's not like Jenna's mom died when they were really young and you raised Jenna and now Jenna's completely shutting you out. Like, you didn't know Jenna until Jenna moved out and moved on and lived her own life. So let Jenna honor her mother in the only way that she knows how to honor her mother in this, because I'm sure it's hard enough on Jenna to not have her mom to go through this with her. But the fact that now you're trying to butt in and stuff like let her have her moment. You're not emotionally invested in her maturity or being this old or getting married. Like let her have her moment and just back off. Like I'm pretty sure when Rhonda gets married, you will have, you know, all say and everything, and, like, you can do this with a different kid, but, like, it just annoyed me that she felt the need to insert herself. Like, it's not your place to do that. Also, don't fucking take the notebook and lie about it and read through the notebook. Like, I'm sure Jenna, being the nice person that she is, would have let you read through the notebook if she had asked, right, like, if if Pauline had been, like, hey, Jenna, it's just, I really was wondering if I could read the notebook, or, you know, do one of the things in the notebook with you, like, be respectful, know your place, and ask, and I'm pretty sure she would have let you, but don't fucking take it and cause a panic attack, also, don't fucking burn the notebook in a rage, like, what the hell, I mean, okay, I understand, you're super mad at your husband, whatever, but that notebook has meaning to your husband's daughters, and, like, people besides your husband it's not like you took a golf club to your husband's car like that's something that you know is directly his and only has meaning to him but you're burning a fucking like memory of her mom like what the fuck did she think like what if you had passed away and somebody had done that to Rhonda's notebook that or Rhonda's one keepsake of you like how the hell do you think that's okay like this goes beyond crazy jealous, or crazy ex, or crazy whatever, like, no, 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 you don't do that, you just, so I have to say, thank the Lord in heaven above for Stuart painstakingly, painstakingly scanning every single page of the notebook, like, he's so good, and such a good person, and I would not have thought to do that, um, and I'm very glad that he did, because I would have been crushed beyond belief if that was the end of the notebook and that was how everything played out so thank god for Stuart and fuck Pauline um I was also like pissed off at Pauline for walking out of the wedding because like why 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 just it's really not that hard I'm pretty sure their wedding was not that long most weddings are not they're like half an hour like grit your teeth and sit through it be respectful why the hell like if you didn't want to come why did you re-invite yourself after Doug already uninvited you because I was very happy when Doug uninvited her and then she had to re-invite herself to go and I was like what the hell um so yeah you know I hated that she showed up to the wedding I hated that she then walked out on the wedding I was happy that Doug did not walk out of the wedding with her like that was a very happy moment i was like no yes you sit there you stay you watch your daughter get married you do you um and like honestly the best part of their marriage was the fact that she ended up asking for a divorce at the end so yeah i realize all of my doug notes are uh, how much i hate pauline but doug was just a really chill character i mean Yes, he was still in love with Beth. And yes, he maybe shouldn't have gotten married to Pauline. But he was a very good father of the groom. He never did anything weird or crazy or wacky. Like, he was just a good, steady, solid character. And I think a lot of his chapters did have to do with his marriage to Pauline. So that is, I guess, why I'm talking about her a lot. I did love, at the very end, when... He left his tie crooked on purpose so Jenna could straighten it because that's something Beth said he would accidentally do in the notebook. And so I love that he actually did that. And that makes me think of me and my dad because my dad always has his collar crooked and I always fix it. And so when I read that, I was like, I hope my dad's collar is crooked on the day of my wedding so I can fix it. So that was just a really pure moment and really sweet. And I really love that. And that is where I'm ending my Doug section. Um,. Now, briefly, I'm gonna move on to Jenna and Stuart, and although Jenna and Stuart's marriage obviously was, like, the central focus of the book, as I said before, their love story really isn't, um, so I don't have a ton to talk about, just the fact that, you know, Stuart didn't tell Jenna that he was engaged before, which I understand, right, you want to put it out of your mind, you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to think about it, that's fine, but I think the person you're marrying now has a right to know. Also, don't you talk about exes in relationships? Like, at a certain point, don't you bring up, like, how many people have you dated before me? How many people have you slept with before me? Were you ever engaged? Like, that seems like a pretty natural conversation. So, why does that man's, like, be like, oh yeah, I was engaged before you, but it really didn't work out and I really didn't appreciate it and stuff? Like, I was really mad at. for not telling her and then i was mad at jenna for overreacting because she obviously wasn't thinking very logically about the situation granted i don't think i'd think very logically about the situation i think i'd do exactly what she did but you know who who knows i was just very proud of them that they worked it out because they were so good together like I already mentioned you know he scanned the notebook and he got her like an ethically mined diamond because that's what she was into and he registered democrat for her even though his mom is like the biggest I'm from the south woman you've ever seen you know I like Stewart is so good and Jenna is just so nice and i love their relationship and I love that they're you know healthy and not problematic and Just I loved them. I loved them together. It was great. Um now moving on to Rhonda. I do feel kind of bad for her because she gets a bad rap from the fact that she's Pauline's daughter. But she also is like attached at the hip to Pauline, so I see like how she's so annoying and all that stuff. And like I like her arc though, I will say. Like she starts out really annoying about, you know, not being able to make it and wanting to wait for her and not being able to take a cab to the restaurant for the bachelorette party like all that stuff she's really annoying but I like that she has an arc and she comes around in the end and she a little bit separates herself from Pauline and from you know that and we learn that she has kind of a life that Pauline doesn't know about and stuff and I like that her and Margot kind of become friends at the end so she had a really good arc I liked it I didn't i didn't hate her in the beginning i never hated her she was just annoying but i like that she had redemption and she was less annoying in the end um chance who is helen's daughter and the daughter not daughter son helen's son the uh bastard child not technically a bastard child but the affair child um this is going to be really short i just really appreciate that he had kind of a mini arc in that he got to stand up to Helen and learn to individuate and become his own person and I was very proud of him for that and speaking of Helen I think she's a bitch um I hate her I don't know who's more of a bitch Helen or Pauline I think Pauline because Pauline burns the notebook and that's like a bigger deal but like why you gotta walk out with Stuart in the- not Stuart- why you gotta walk out with Chance in the wedding party, like, when they're all walking out, just because Rhonda left like that doesn't mean it's your place to get up and walk out with him. He's 19 or 20 years old. I'm pretty sure he's capable of walking out by himself. Like, Helen just annoyed me, and I didn't like her, and I wanted her to leave the entire time. I don't understand why Anne had to invite her. Like, I was very firmly in, um, jim's camp in terms of talking about helen and inviting her to the wedding like she didn't need to be there um also speaking of people who probably didn't need to be there finn finn is a mess like a major mess i mean not only does she make jenna leave her own bachelorette party but then she hooks up with nick and is late to the like not just late to the rehearsal completely misses the rehearsal and is late to the rehearsal dinner and like is a terrible friend because I don't think your needs to, like, have sex with Nick, no matter how long you've pined for him because you grew up with him, like, that need does not need to be fulfilled during the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner. Like, you can figure out another damn time to get freaky with him. Like, this is your best friend since practically birth's wedding and you're not gonna be there for her. Like, what the hell? She caused more problems than she solved. I'm pretty sure the maid of honor... Well, she's not the maid of honor. Isn't Margo the maid of honor? Margo's the maid of honor. But I'm pretty sure as, like, her best friend and a bridesmaid, you would think you're supposed to be solving problems for the bride, not creating more, because I'm pretty sure planning a wedding is stressful enough. Um, And I was very proud of Jenna for finally standing up to Finn when she showed up to the... When she showed up, like, at the rehearsal dinner super late, I was very, very proud um, of her for standing up to Finn because Finn was just being a bitch the whole time and I didn't understand it also know your place like it's your best friend's wedding like I just she didn't seem to have any common sense Nick didn't seem to have any common sense either I can't just blame Finn because it's your little sister's wedding like can't you keep it in your pants for three days like it's really not that hard again no matter how long you've been attracted to her You've had plenty of opportunities in the past. I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunities in the future. Whether she's married or not doesn't seem to matter to you. So, like, know your place and know your role in this weekend. God damn. <sighs> also, did they need to fuck during the reception? I think no. So why then do you have to sneak up there during the reception to fuck? Like, it just, I hated them. I hated that Finn caused all these problems. Obviously, it was, like, good drama, but I just felt so bad for Jenna because that's supposed to be, like, your best friend and your ride or die, but, like, she's causing all of this shit. Like, she's so clearly not a friend. I just... I hated Finn. I'm so sorry, Jenna, for having to put up with that. And then, when Scott showed up at brunch, I was very happy. Like, as I was saying before, I really hoped it would be Griff, and then as soon as Scott walked in, I was like oh, it doesn't matter that it's not Griff because this is going to be just as good. Like, I was so proud of Jenna for calling him because that's not the treatment Jenna deserves on the weekend of her wedding. She deserves everybody celebrating her and loving her and making things easier for her. So, like, good on Jenna for calling Scott and for standing up for herself and for staying up for the fact that Finn's been cheating on her husband this whole time. And Finn's behavior was just not acceptable, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, Finally, looking at Anne, I I felt kind of bad for her because she's the character that's so caught up in how other people see her and, like, making sure everybody likes her. And I guess it's a function of the fact that she's a state senator. So her job is based around making sure people see her In a certain light and making sure people like her, but I hated that that took such a toll on her personal life. And like, I wish she would have just let go of all the shit that happened with Helen and move on. Because if she had been able to process it before this, she wouldn't have needed, felt the need to invite Helen to the wedding. She would have been like, Helen is out of my life. I don't care that, you know, my husband has a son with her and that happened, but I'm going to accept it and move on. Like, it just, I really wanted Anne to just let go of everything and so I was kind of glad that towards the end like she did you know move on and like I mean she pops off on Helen and like yells at her and screams at her but I was happy that she did that and she got that out of her system and she was able to be calm and enjoy the rest of it and kind of look forward to her future. and. I was very happy that her and Jim didn't have problems again like even though he slept in the car or whatever like I was very happy that they reconciled and were good and the pearls that he gives her are so amazing and just like I was very happy that they didn't separate again and they had like a good kind of reconciliation and Anne had a good kind of character arc which I was happy about The one thing I do have to say about Anne is that ma'am can't ever let us forget that she's south of the, like, Mason-Dixon line, and she's from the south, and she's, you know, like, and the amount of times she mentions the Mason-Dixon line, the amount of times she's like, oh, and my northerners are doing this, and the northerners do it that way, and if we were in the south, then I'm such a southerner, and, like, we get it. Your ancestors had slaves back off. You don't need to mention the South in every fucking sentence you say. Like, calm down. I've heard of Southern pride being a thing, but I didn't realize it was this bad. If that's how it is, I'm never visiting the South. That's what I gotta say on that, too. Um Now, just kind of, like, other things. And I guess this ties into, like, how I was complaining about Anne always mentioning the South. And, like, the... Mm-hmm. um the overt whiteness in the book because you know most books like if they don't mention race it's like the assumption that the characters are white because that's kind of the white normative society that we live in right which is annoying but this book went beyond that to mention that There was only two people who weren't white in the entire wedding, which was so annoying. Again, I've mentioned before on this podcast, I am mixed race. So, you know, I value my diversity. I live in an area that is extremely diverse. I am surrounded by people who look, you know, all shades, all sizes. Like, you know, I just live in a really diverse area. I am a diverse person. So the fact that they went out of their way to mention that there was only two white not two non-white people um was really annoying and so i loved like ryan giving us a little bit of diversity and ryan's boyfriend giving us diversity and the fact that ryan caught the bouquet was really cute um but just like the white privilege in the country club life and it was kind of annoying to read and it kind of made these books a little harder to read because that's not how i've grown up and that's not the view of the world that i have but It's fine. It didn't like majorly, majorly detract from the book. I still enjoyed it. I would still recommend it. It just is something to keep in mind. Like, there are scales, right? And obviously, this isn't like on the extreme end of like whiteness, but it's like definitely more white than like a normal run of the mill book would be. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You get it. Um,. Also, just the notebook, like, finishing up with a couple things on the notebook. Like I said before, I was glad we really got to actually read from it, and the outtakes were hilarious, and I loved that even though the story didn't center around Jenna and her marriage, just, like, Stuart and their love story, it centered around everybody else in their life. I loved that Jenna got the final say at the end of the notebook, and everything she wrote was so cute and so beautiful, and I loved it, so yeah I just to wrap this up I loved the book it was really cute really comforting really like what I needed um the perfect like wedding rom-com but it also was a very interesting spin-off on the fact that it's not centering around like the wedding that's happening so that was kind of nice so yeah I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on Beautiful Day by Ellen Hilderbrad thanks for listening